0: Focus is on the uh, supremacy of wisdom. And verses seven and eight, talk about uh, wisdom is supreme. Get wisdom at any cost, uh, though it cost you all you have, get understanding. Cherish wisdom, she will exalt you, embrace her, and she will honor you. Wisdom is feminine in the Bible. And the name like Sophia. Is wisdom in Greek, and so there is a sense of expressing wisdom as a person here, and there's a, it's, it's always in the feminine. I'm not exactly sure why, but that is what it is. We are looking this evening, people of God, at the uh, central value of wisdom. If God were to say to you, I will give you one wish, just one thing, especially from God, what would you ask for? Smart folk would ask for a few more wishes, eh? Isn't that how it goes? That's how wisdom works. If you still only got one wish, one wish often expressed in our culture You hear it often, I wish I would win the lottery. And that wish gets expressed in people buying the tickets, hey? So many people line up to buy the tickets. Their desire, their wish, God, please let me win the lottery. That's a wish of people. Solomon, the Bible tells us, was offered the chance to ask for one thing, just one thing. Solomon, of course, the third king of Israel, after Saul and David, Solomon considered the options. It mentions in uh, the book of Kings, he had fame, influence, power, possessions. Uh, What would you pick? And Solomon, with the wisdom he had already gleaned from God, asked for more wisdom not more wishes, because it's better to ask for more wisdom, to guide him and God's people in living rightly. He was thinking from a godly perspective, not a very narrow human perspective, and it says that God was pleased with his request and granted it. So the first sense of application in terms of looking at this book of Proverbs, the sense of the supremacy of wisdom, to think back on this book written by Solomon. And Solomon asked for wisdom, and God answered that request. So if we ask for wisdom, God will be pleased. If we ask for it, seek to be wise in serving him, and he will grant that request. Towards the end of the Bible, the Apostle James reiterates that truth. When James writes in James 1 verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, feels you need to just have more understanding, more godly insight, then James says they should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to them. Two weeks weeks ago, we looked at, at James as a wisdom book. And the sense of asking for wisdom, God will generously provide. So this evening, we join with Solomon, and we join with the early church that James was writing to, and we ask for wisdom as well in our lives. It is the best thing to ask for. Because as in the life of Solomon, as in the life of believers in the early church, godly wisdom helps us in all areas of our life, in fact, to get a grip on what life is. It has all the benefits that are listed here, especially Proverbs 4, where the father is speaking to his son and listing all the benefits of having and understanding a deep godly wisdom so that becomes an application for us too that we we enter into that sense of god give me wisdom in how i live in how i act in how i deal with others so god continues to grant wisdom through solomon's insights in the book of proverbs and over the next uh A number of weeks into evenings, we're going to look at the book of Proverbs and the various areas that are touched on in terms of money, sex, influence, family, friends, career, failure, conflict, wisdom from God, helping us, guiding us in our lives, that we can live a more blessed life, a more productive life, a more godly life. But the first thing that we need to do is to make wisdom that priority in our lives. The sense of its ultimate value. And that's why our text is evening, Proverbs 4, verse 7 and 8, wisdom is supreme. It, it has to have that, that place, that understanding that this is absolutely vital. And it says in Proverbs 4, verse 7, though it costs all you have, get understanding she will exalt you she will honor you so we want to have that sense about us too that as christians we want to have more and more of that godly wisdom well how can we how can we actually take hold of that how do we get that wisdom proverbs 4 verse 7 says get wisdom but how do you do that what does it mean to get wisdom now it's partly knowledge and so even to, to go forward in terms of study, in terms of academics, in terms of, of challenging yourself to learn things of faith and life is good. But it's not just knowledge, it includes knowledge. We are in the middle of a uh, information age. We can access a lot of knowledge, we can receive a, a lot of training, and and we can we can handle a lot of things on the level of knowledge. I was reminded of that not too long ago. Stephen, our son, he uh, the brakes were going out on the car, the back tires, the uh, the. Like the handbrake, somebody had driven with the handbrake on, so the brake pads on the back were wore down. Some of you gentlemen might know that. Anyway, what do you do? He said to me, what do we do? He said, need to replace them. Fine. So I said, make an appointment. He went on YouTube, and he found how to replace brake pads on the back of a 2006 Jetta. It's right there. So he sat down, and he looked, and he followed. The guy was telling him exactly what to do. He went out and did it. And an hour later, he had him changed. No worries. Now, for us, we're not terribly mechanical, my sons and I. It was amazing. So you could say, too, what is that? The information is there. The knowledge is there. It was wise for him to look that up. You could think later on, Was it really wise if he maybe got it wrong and then he had no brakes and he had an accident? Wouldn't be very wise. So you have to be careful. Too much knowledge is dangerous too. But you need need wisdom with knowledge and understanding. And so we have a lot of knowledge available to us. A lot of knowledge. And it's important to understand gain knowledge to understand to go to school to go and engage things thoughts understand information but that's not wisdom it's the common refrain of proverbs the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and one commentator just focuses on this definition wisdom is seeing and responding to life from god's perspective so it's 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 having a godly perspective in terms of, of everything you know and everything you encounter. Where is God in this? How is God honored in this? How is God served in this? It's not just me. It's not just what I know. What is God doing? That is becoming wise when we have that sense. Now the book of Proverbs shares with us that that focus is, is a challenge for us, and we, to be wise, we need to realize that that doesn't come so easily for us. The instruction here in Proverbs 4 is very strong. The father saying to the son, be careful, uh, seek wisdom, seek godly wisdom, and the father understands what it says later on in Proverbs, Proverbs 14, verse 12, says there is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in death people will say in a particular situation oh i'll just go with my natural instincts i'll just do what i feel is right without any any real faith context any real godly context and the bible says that's not wise because our natural inclinations are normally wrong Paul in Romans 7 and 8 and Galatians 5 calls it the sinful nature that in the end turns us away from God and, and, and our lives get focused in the wrong way and we end up in real difficulty. So how does that godly wisdom work? If we take even the example of work, people going about their work, hoping to succeed and to live a long and healthy life. There is a, a sense in our culture that the sinful nature enters in and says, oh, pursue wealth, pursue it vigorously, and when you retire, you can enjoy life. And millions accept this unwise counsel. Godly wisdom wisely sees our work as a gift from God and as work for God. And that removes the sense of stress. It adds an element of understanding and trusting in God. There's not a panic that my, my efforts alone will bring me success. God is the one who is involved in terms of my work and my life. And even in my work that I would feel satisfied and blessed. What a gift from God. Less stress, less panic. There is, I was I was just looking up various things on wisdom, and in this regard, the Tibetan Buddhist spiritual leader, the Dalai Lama, he was asked, what surprised him most about people in general as he traveled around? especially the uh, industrialized world. And he said people in general surprise him because a person sacrifices his health in order to make money, and then he spends all his money to recuperate his health. And he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present, the result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then he dies having never really lived so it's 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 an insight into that that lie of of drivenness which is without god and it's an empty and futile and pointless living so wisdom wisdom takes that and gives it its proper place as a wrong approach and gives us wisdom to live by, godly wisdom, giving us worth and value in who we are in terms of serving God and doing our work to honor him. The key to getting a grip on our life is to get godly wisdom and to realize that that is the most worthwhile thing. So how do you how do you get that where does it come from do you get it by reading the global mail the financial pages or by watching sports and movies you find there all kinds of little things that people claim to be so very helpful but they are very contradictory and really very uncertain. There's only one reliable source of wisdom and Proverbs, as the word of God, continues in its expression of the truth that these Proverbs were written down that this is the word of God to us. This is where the wisdom of God lies. So the wise need to be engaged in the Word of God, read the Word of God, listen to God's Word, like looking at the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs itself, as inspired by God, continues to speak into the lives of people who want to gain an understanding of God's will for their lives. And so very, very good to reflect and study on the book of Proverbs. The only other source of wisdom is life in the godless world. And many people claim to get insights on life from what the world says. The godless world says, don't bother with marriage. You will be happy. That's the modern wisdom that keeps coming forward. But we see people are not happy. Or Godly, godless world talks about buying as much as you can afford and even more than you can afford. Maximize your debt and you will be happy. But people are not happy. How many of you believe all those ads that you see on TV? How many of you believe everything that you find written in the newspaper? It's written down right there. How many of you believe everything that you read in the Bible? That's that's solid. But then why do we spend more time listening to and reading what we don't believe than listening to and reading what we do believe? It doesn't make sense. We need to engage God's word, listen to God's will. We need to let it instruct us. We need to grow in wisdom. Proverbs 4 gives that instruction to listen. Verse 1, listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Verse 10, listen, my son, accept what I say. Verse 20, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. It goes on and on. Verse 5, don't forget my words or turn away from them. Verse 21, let them penetrate your heart and mind. Verse 27, do not get sidetracked. We are so often sidetracked. So that, first of all, where do we find wisdom? If it's supreme, if it's of most importance, if it's of most value, then we have to engage that word of God faithfully, regularly, truthfully. And then one last thing, Proverbs 4, verse 10. Do what it says. Listen and do what it says. That's also echoed in James one twenty two: Hear God's word and do what it says. The Bible is worthless if you read it and don't apply it to your life. Wisdom is to do what it says. James 1.22 says, Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. A lot of Christians, even a lot of church attendants, hear the truth, but they, they forget it, even by the time they get home. They don't really apply it. We have to practice it. That's acting wisely. Why do people make poor financial decisions? Why do people hold on to habits that they know eventually are going to kill them? Why do people take more on their schedule than they can handle? Why do people buy things they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't even like? Why do people do stuff like that? It's a lack of wisdom, Proverbs says. Though they even know better, they do not act on what they know. So to be wise is to, to hear God's word and to act on it. And that, that, that goes so much against how I feel, well, I'm okay. I, I, I might read the Bible and I, I might feel something might need to change in my life, but I, I'm not going to do it. And so wisdom goes beyond just hearing but doing. When you lack wisdom, you fail to act on what you know is right, and you suffer the consequences. Proverbs 4 verse 19 talks about that as darkness. The way of the wicked is darkness, but wisdom leads to light, pointing to the ultimate light, the centrality of faith, Jesus, the light of the world. If God were to give you one request, what would you ask for? I hope now that you'd ask for wisdom. Wisdom begins by opening your life to Christ, knowing and acting on God's saving grace in Jesus, saying yes to God, to Jesus as your Savior. That's the wisest decision that you will ever make. Then, as you continue in godly wisdom, build on Christ and God's word and make wisdom the goal of your life. Build on knowing God better. Read God's word faithfully, not just to get a little knowledge, but as the center of your life. Don't let anything stop you. I'm too busy. Don't let anything stop you. Spend time with God. Get the wisdom that he has to give. If you love wisdom, she will make you great. Be determined to become wise. Proverbs 4, verse 7 and 8. Wisdom is supreme. Get wisdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we begin this series uh, looking at the book of Proverbs, we pray that you would help us not to just be hearers of your word, but to be doers of it, and to put it into practice and to apply it in our lives. You have said that getting wisdom is the most important thing we can do. May we really believe that. Teach us to be wise, wise parents, wise partners in our marriages, wise professionals at work, wise people walking with our Lord. Help us to read your word, but more than just to read it, to apply it in our lives. God, we want to make wisdom our life's goal, to become wise people by reading and applying your word. Help us, Father, to be wise people, to be a wise church. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.